0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of the SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. ralph
1: malgrove all right welcome to the saints happy hour podcast as always we are sponsored by jld hot sauces and knives guys they have the best hot sauce their award-winning hot sauce boot Jolika, comes in hot extra hot my personal favorite and thai flavors they also have reaper madness special reserve made with reaper pepper from carolina and for the brave you can get the death shot it has the extract of 10 reaper chilies in each one ounce bottle it's a great white elephant christmas gift if you play that with your family jld also has the highest quality handmade knives you'll find anywhere including ones for hunting fishing and cooking go to jldsharpsauce.com use the code saints you get 10 percent off your order today that's jldsharpsauce.com dot com. Uh, All right, guys. We are doing a special Sunday night edition. We all met up before the game. We took a nice fancy picture, which you got to do in 2018 to make sure that it happened. We even had Vic, fan of the show, <laughs> join us. Uh, Vic promised me he's not a white supremacist, and I would not be on Facebook uh, cavorting with Nazis and such. Uh But Dave, I'll start with you. Your impressions. Are you you talking
0: about the Australian guy, Nick?
1: Nick? Was he Nick? I said Dave. I said. Yeah, he was wonderful, and he was not a white supremacist. He was. He was. No, he was awesome.
0: His name is Nick. Nick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Terrible name.
3: Wait, and what? Where where, where does where does the white supremacy come in? (laughs) Well, because. (laughs) well, I
0: mean, because you take, what you world never know. Would you think Nick is Vic?
1: That's true. That's true. I'm discombobulated. We had many issues in the pregame. <laughs> that is classic. Bro. Off to a great start. <laughs> great start.
3: Great start. Also, we were promised the new opening already.
1: Yeah. Well. Uh... <laughs> The holidays have been rough, and my wife was under the weather. <laughs> my and wife, my, and she, uh, oh, my and she couldn't cut the uh, the open yet. So, uh, we'll get to it probably middle of 2019. It, think of it; it's like it's like Dave's next post on Canal Street Chronicles.
0: you <laughs> feel <It's Deli, laughs> better already, jeez. Uh, so, actually, I don't want to
1: to the as to the game. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to people making fun of my shirt on uh, the Twitters <coughs> in a second. Uh, or do we want to start with it? People, my wife what was, was enraged. My no. wife. My, was wife, my wife. My wife. My wife was anything. enraged that people asked me if I slept <laughs> in the shirt that I was wearing on <laughs> Channel Four. <laughs> They were in raid. My wife was in raid. She was cursed. My she wife. wanted to fight people on the Twitter. I mean,
0: granted, I work in music, and I never iron my <laughs> shirts, and I don't care, but it, your shirt looked fine to me. <laughs>
1: Oh, and thank you, Jade. She was really nice. Uh, I couldn't get my mic on or off. She actually helped me get it off so I wouldn't trip over my crippled self as I walked off the set. So thank you, Jade at WWL. She was very nice to me. I appreciate it. Um, So, people come to this. I got up
0: early after the game, by the way, to uh, to watch your segment. uh, No, thank uh, you. I I just set set my DVD. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's Well, it, Dave, I was at my aunt's house and she doesn't have DVR. You don't you have know, fancy pants it, computers. It, like Dave. Yeah. Uh,
1: Dave, do you want to give us forty-five seconds on two-lane football? If you're <laughs> promised, since they're bowl eligible.
3: Uh, I'm proud Good of weekend. my guys. Bowl wave. I'm proud. <laughs> I'm proud of my guys. I'm excited to see where we're gonna go. Um, it was looking where they were. They were
0: predicting whatever bowl I think in like Tampa
3: or whatever they were thinking we might go to.
0: Um, I did want to point out it took an LSU quarterback to get you there. It did. <laughs> ever since Justin,
3: I, I you know we don't like to talk about it in Yelm,an
0: but uh, we are happy with
3: Justin McMillan, and ever since he's been given the green light to start. Uh, the team has been like what four and one or something like that. Yeah, and uh, and, and he's got another also, year of eligibility next season, so we're excited about that.
1: Dave, did your store did store get liquidated because you had bowl fever and we're throwing out like <laughs> ridiculous discounts?
3: No, we didn't get liquid. Yeah, we gave twenty five percent off uh, yesterday after the, after the win to everybody, uh, online. And I think we had about nine people take advantage of that. So it was good. It was good for business. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Daddy, look, this is like, you know, we don't go to bowl games every year. So this is like a big deal. This is like yeah. making you the playoffs. The or Playing. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, but, but it was an exciting way to win. You know, we were talking about it before we started the podcast, uh, when we were talking about LSU and Willie Fritz, you know, he, got the touchdown you know, late in the game to tie it up, uh, or rather to, to get within tying distance, and then he could have either kicked the extra point uh, and tied it up, but instead he decided to go for the two-point conversion and just go for the all-out win, uh, which was nerve-wracking, but obviously it turned out great. They got it done. Um, they put Navy to bed. We didn't have to go into seven overtimes, <laughs> and uh, we're going to a bowl game. The worst. So we're excited. Well, waves. worst. I mean,
1: but I mean, the college overtime, that's the way to do it, because eventually it comes down to a two-point conversion anyway if you get into multiple overtime. So Willie Fritz was just like, fuck it, do it now. We'll do it live. Uh, so, Dave, let's talk about so the game Saint on podcast. Thursday. The
3: best podcast. Yeah, this was this, this this is the best Saint podcast.
1: Pod. We, are prof- we are professional grade. <laughs> uh, the game Thursday was phenomenal, but I feel like – it was closer than the score sort of indicated because I feel like there was a lot of fuck-ups that Atlanta did that, yeah, the Saints were better and all that, but that game could have been a lot closer if not for, like, I think if you changed, like, two plays, it would have been down to the wire. And that's not saying that the Saints didn't play well, but I felt like the the score and the stat, the the score sort of didn't indicate how well Atlanta played in a sense. What was your sense of it?
3: Well, I mean, this was against the Falcons a division game. I mean, we knew this was going to be close. You know, we knew this wasn't going to be a blowout like a lot of the previous other games. Uh, I thought the offense did pretty well. They, you know, drew Brees through for four touchdowns. It's not it's not 48 points, but it's, uh, you know, it, it's a pretty good showing. And to
1: the maintenance crew,
3: there's no distance
0: too far for the perfect trip.
3: Hi, checking in for
0: or the perfect table.
2: The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate: How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for "Broomgate" in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word: Broomgate.
3: And security at the dome. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just it's just a testament to the fact that the Saints they're just so damn deep. Um, and are they
0: though?
3: Are they? Yes, they are. Yes, absolutely. You can, you can, you know, I think the, I think last week the Eagles kind of dedicated themselves to taking over to double teaming Camara and Mike Thomas And so, they were able to get the ball to, you know, Traquan Smith for him to have a career day. Uh, And so, even when Traquan's not available, um, you've got guys like Austin Carr and Tommy Lee Lewis. But that's the thing.
0: I I don't think the Saints are deep. I I just, I mean, the four guys that scored were all undrafted. I I just, you put Dan Arnold, Tommy Lee Lewis, Keith Kirkwood, and Austin Carr on a different team. And I, I just... I think you give them Baker Mayfield, let's say, as their quarterback, and it's a disaster. He, he's thrown five picks and no touchdowns. Okay, I mean,
3: but that's but that's not the situation. These guys, these guys that we're naming here, that we're talking about, Kirkwood and all that, uh, they're guys that are that can play well when they've got a guy like Drew Brees throwing. We don't need to worry about whether Baker Mayfield is throwing to them or not. And so that's not the situation. Again,
0: so once again, it's not depth; it's a f- feather in the hat of the MVP. Undisputed (laughs) this year and how deserving he is. Like, you double Kamara, you double Michael Thomas, and Ted Ginn's on IR, and Des Bryant on IR. And did
1: we lose Andrew? Dave,
0: no problem. I will throw four touchdowns to four undrafted rookies, right? I do, they will, they will be
3: able to beat you however they want to beat you. Now, wait, now that's getting off subject. Off by, the score uh, says that it is, and I mean I would agree, but I think that's a testament to the Saints' defense. Um, I mean, yeah. if they don't come up with all those turnovers, four turnovers, whatever, I mean, two or three of them in deep in their own territory, um, I mean that that totally changes the game. Those turnovers totally. Change the game, um, you know. The, the Falcons are were about to score when Julio Jones catches that ball. I'll tell you, change half. the game. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I got to tell you, I mean, every a- a- Anzalone is—he is always around when there is a turnover or something. He, uh, 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 and always again, before the second half, before the half, before the first half ends, he's out there making some play, uh, and totally destroying whatever meant momentum the opposing team is trying to build. I mean, this is like the third, third, third game that he's done this. Um, but I mean, but again, so it's a testament to the defense, which again, needs to do games. It's the defense as well.
0: I, I disagree with. I, I was never worried in this game. Now, granted, I found straw gator. I found uh, one of the beer <laughs> a beta, horses, Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that had straw gator, which is high percentage. So, uh, you know, that may have affected or clouded my. Uh,
3: high, what, what's high percentage? Like four and a half? Fine. No, no, no. no like,
0: I mean, it's it's Andy Gator mixed with st- straw beta. So uh, Andy Gator, uh, what, uh, like nine, nine percent or something. But you uh,
3: mix this yourself.
0: No, no. No, it's huge. No, it's, it's you can get it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. delicious. It's delicious. Um, but anyway, um, I was never that worried. And, and the main reason, I mean, I didn't, you know, the closer than the score thing, I mean, I, you, you can take that several <laughs> different ways, but I just felt like Atlanta was so one dimensional 26 yards on 16 carries. And if you take yeah. away two Matt Ryan scrambles, it's 14 carries for 10 yards. They could not run the football at all. And so I just knew that Atlanta, yeah, Matt Ryan's good, and, and he's got great receivers, and they're going to make some plays. I knew they were going to get theirs. But when you're throwing every play and you're that one-dimensional, like it's only a matter of time before the sacks come and the interceptions come because the defense is, knows what to expect. And so – I knew that Atlanta would make some plays here or there, but, like, I just knew they couldn't do it consistently. And I just felt like the Saints, like, they scored 31 points without really trying. Like, I, I just – I didn't feel like the Saints really felt like they had to turn it on because their defense was playing so well. Like, I feel like they just kind of slept the walk. They were sleepwalking to 31 points, and they never really asked Michael Thomas to do much. And granted, he was double, but I, I just feel like if the offense had to score 40 – they could have if they had gotten in that kind of game and they just didn't need to. And so like, I don't know, like the, the turnovers in the red zone were nice, but like, I just didn't really feel like this game was ever in doubt.
1: No, I do not If you took it that I meant the game was in doubt. I didn't mean that. I just mean that. It's like, I was always relaxed. It was was sort of like, it was sort of like a lighter version of the Minnesota game. And that three or four plays really swung it. To the Saints' favor is all, you know. Um, I never once in doubted. And here's that's
3: you
0: mentioned the run I think, defense.
3: I think the games. I think the game's totally different without without those without those turnovers. Without well, yeah. some of those plays, I, I think. But that's what I'm saying
0: is those things happen when you're throwing every play. Because I mean, I knew the Saints were going to get pressure if Atlanta was throwing every play.
1: Well, I think the, the, the thing is the, the, the Julio Jones to, f, to fumble totally swung it because Atlanta, they could have scored before the half. They would yeah. have got the ball. That changed mm-hmm. everything. I will say this. I, I said it on Twitter, and, and I'll say it again. I think Dan Quinn, he was recklessly aggressive going for it on fourth down, but I think when you play the Saints in the Dome, that's how you have to do it, and you have to be like, if we're past our 45, we're not punting. If it's if it's even we've reasonable, been that,
0: we've been seeing that a lot lately, and it's really been burning teams, not punished. But
1: you mentioned the defense, Andrew, and I want to I want to talk about it. I think, and people would rip me on Twitter, experts or whatever, but I don't care. I think the Saints have the best defense of the the playoff teams in the NFC, and I know Chicago's defense is really good. But the thing is with the Saints, their run defense it's it obliterates you, so you cannot run the ball. You get one dimensional, and Sheldon Rankins. Holy <laughs> shit! If he keeps playing like this, Andrew, we can start arguing which draft is better, twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. If he if he gets if he gets to ten sacks, we can start having that argument, which is really fun.
0: Well, I I mentioned these two things on Twitter. The first one is we start saying Rankins is better than Jordan, and yeah, I get it. Like a lot of people were like, well, Rankins needs to do it for longer, and Cam Jordan, you know, he's a mainstay, he does it every week, and I, I agree with all that. You know, I'm not. This is not about putting down Cam Jordan. He's awesome. He's amazing. Uh, but Rankins has played that well. I mean, I will. I'll put it like this. I feel like Nick Fairley. Remember that season he had where we were all just like, oh my god, Nick Fairley was amazing this year. Rankins, is, nemesis, is,
1: Nick Fairley. Yeah,
0: Rankins is playing we, higher than pay, that level. I know.
3: Good thing we didn't pay Fairley all that money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I think Rankins is playing higher than that level, first of all, and secondly, I just feel like it's all like coming together. You know, we said that Okafor was washed, and you know, he, to me, he's starting to look like Okafor again. You know, he's starting yeah. to come around. Demario Davis looks awesome. Um, you know, he he's been good blitzing. If Davenport can kind of get back and get in the mix here, I just think top to bottom, this pass rush is getting better and i think a big reason why is they're stuffing the run and i just think the best way to help your pass rush is is to stop the run and the saints are doing that so you know we haven't talked much about demario davis either you know it's all it's been all about cam and it's been about picking up eli apple and cam jordan and you know that that's dominated the conversation Lattimore still gets talked about but demario davis what a pickup he's been
1: yeah, I mean, he he's a guy, I was kind of like, eh, he's close to 30, they're paying him 18 million guaranteed, he's one of those guys where he's been like, he was good, and then he switched teams, and he was bad, and he went back to the Jets, and he was good again, like, he was a, he was a guy that was a, I didn't, I didn't say I hate hated the signing, Dave, but I was like, I don't know about that. I was much more because they did those they did him and Patrick Robinson within like 10 minutes of each other in the off season. Um I was much more excited about Patrick Robinson than I was Davis. Um are you surprised at how well he's played? Uh
3: yeah, I, I'm am you know I, I'm I'm surprised but I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm I'm not surprised because you know, th- that's what he was brought in here for, and that's what he was paid for.
0: Sure, but come on, we're programmed at this point to believe right. that a free agent linebacker acquisition is going to be mediocre at best. Exactly, but, then, but that's why I am surprised because it usually doesn't work out that way <laughs> for us.
1: <laughs> uh, We've re- never
0: Sean Payton. <laughs> right. the,
1: the Saints, I, I feel like Lattimore's starting around in the form, and I know, I know, Eli Apple gave up a bunch of plays uh, against Atlanta, and my wife kept saying,
3: "Well, but he was put on Julio, he's kind of terrible I mean,
1: you know, while we're at the game." Know. But I thought, I think he's rounding into good. He's rounding into exactly what we hoped he would be. Like,
0: okay, he's, he's. Eli but, Apple played well.
3: I, I, I thought his coverage was good. I mean, yeah. they put him on Julio. They didn't even put Lattimore on, on Julio. They put him on Julio.
1: Yeah. Um do you think I mean, look, injur- injuries and 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 you saw LSU so shit can get weird in football, so we know that. But they held up I thought on the offensive line pretty pretty well and it's weird in a sense andrew that they ran for like the quietest 150 yards I've ever seen in my life. Like You know,
0: um, so. I mean, it kind of just goes back to you know what we were saying earlier. I I just think the offense never really went into fifth gear. You know, I I think they were comfortable, kind of cruising at three, three and a half, and that was enough to get thirty-one points and win comfortably. Um, I I don't think we saw the Saints' offense pull out all the stops. Very little usage of Taysom Hill. You know, this was a game where. And, you know, it's interesting. So the Saints had kind of limited time to prepare for this game. And I, th- I believe that's probably why you saw less of Taysom Hill, because I think Sean Payton cooks up a lot of his mad scientist, crazy Taysom Hill plays like, you know, uses Friday and Saturday. If you read Peter King's article, kind of suggests that he does that later in the week. So, you know, in a short week, maybe they stuck with a lot of stuff that was more kind of the vanilla part of the playbook.
1: Is there, and look, it's, it was great fun. Four undrafted free agents scoring the touchdowns, um, but as they go further along in this schedule, I mean, look, they they play. I know Carolina lost today, and they're six and five, and they look mediocre. Yeah, but the, the fact of the matter is, the Saints they have five games left, four of them are against winning teams. Do they? And I, I guess I want you both to answer this, but I'll start with you, Dave. Do they need? These guys to return to be okay. Do they need Ted Ginn and and Traquan Smith? Do they need those guys back to to keep on this role and 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 go deep into the playoffs? Do you think they need, they're going to need those guys back ev- eventually?
3: Mm, I don't think so. I, I, I mean, you know, Kamara is irreplaceable. Mike Thomas is irreplaceable. Uh, even Mark Ingram, I guess you'd say, is irreplaceable. But. Uh, You know, I I mean, would it be nice to get Ginn back, which I I think they're hoping he's going to come back because he's still allowed to come off of IR. Um, And uh, I, I think we're all hoping Traquan comes back. I mean, obviously, I think they're better off without them. But, you know, like Andrew said, it's a testament to our MVP quarterback that we've got this season. Uh, that, uh, you know, he can make chicken salad out of chicken shit uh, with just about anybody.
1: Andrew, are you worried at at the the issues at receiver and tight end and all that?
0: As you know, long they, as they, uh, or they can no. just play
1: with any janitorial staff, that, it doesn't
0: matter. Well, no, I mean, Kamara and, and Thomas, like Dave said, they have to be in there um, because that creates the opportunities for the other guys. Um, so they don't need Trey They don't need Ginn. Um, what they do need is the offensive line to stay healthy. I mean, that's another big part of this is, you know, the offensive line has just played incredible. And so hopefully Armstead can come back and be healthy and the rest of the guys can stay on the field. But if the offensive line stays healthy and, you know, the two main playmakers, I even think they could survive without Ingram for a couple of weeks. If they had to, um, they had, they have, Earlier in the season, yeah. I mean, obviously you want them if you can have them, but um, yeah, no, I, I think it's the offensive line, and otherwise, Kamara and, and Thomas just being on the field are going to create opportunities for any of these guys.
1: Yeah, the 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 crowd atmosphere. Granted, I hadn't been to this, the dome since week two, Cleveland, um, but my god, that crowd was that crowd was rocking, and uh, it stayed. Longer than I thought. I thought maybe when it was like thirty-one to ten, and it, you know, at, at the end there, that they would sort of be like, "eh, it's Thursday, it's Thanksgiving, I want to eject for Black Friday or whatever." But they, most of them, I'd say ninety percent of it stayed till the end. Um, how did this rank as far as crowd atmospheres in previous games?
3: Um, yeah, it was pretty good, and I agree with you. With you, I, I thought people were going to cut out there once once it was obvious that the game was uh in hand for the Saints. But uh no people stuck around. Um but uh I don't know. I really enjoyed um man the Eagles game was a lot of fun. There was a lot of a lot of partying for that one.
0: I thought the um, Falcons game was louder than the Eagles game.
3: Yeah you did. You did? I don't know. I don't know. And then I I the uh the uh the Rams game too. I I I feel like progressively, you know The games have become more and more of a party atmosphere, obviously, as the Saints keep winning, which is to be expected. Um, You know, but I mean, I didn't get to do the podcast last week, but it was it was a lot of fun. You know, they showed Kamara and and uh, and Mike Thomas dancing on the sideline on the big screen. Um, Everybody's laughing. Everybody's having fun. Kamara's dishing out airheads. Um, yeah, he got you know fined ten
1: is- grand apparently for unsportsmanlike <laughs> conduct or whatever. I guess he got ten fined ten grand for being awesome. By the <laughs> way, that that Chimera flavor of Airheads—if you are an Airhead person like I am—it's pretty good. Wait, you've had it? I've had it. Yes. How did you get it? Uh, I was gifted it at Channel Four by
3: someone.
0: Between the, between the three of us, I'm shocked that it's not Dave and reporting you, back on this. Yeah,
3: wait a minute. And you ate it? Yeah, I, I would have like kept it and like not unwrapped I, it. I wanted to eat it. <laughs> I, ate I would it have the totally way home. kept I was... it. I would have kept no. it for posterity. But yeah. I, well, color me jealous because I really wanted to try that. It's good. The,
1: the,
0: you I, know, one, one thing I will say, I mean, I, I've only been to Eagles and Falcons so far this year, although I will make the last two home games also. Um, but you know, one thing I noticed was that so the Eagles game was I mean, they turned out well. There were a lot of Eagles jerseys. It was a lot of Eagles fans at that game. Um, I was surprised how many. Uh, I saw maybe 5% of that Falcons fans. I mean, yeah, there, I mean, there were no Falcons fans at that game.
1: I would think the Falcons would have been hard-pressed to have a lot of fans on Thanksgiving, even if they were good. But being 4-6, and six, there was yeah. no way. Like, I yeah. mean, you know... um, the thing is with the Eagles, man, I would think their fans, after winning the Super Bowl, if you're if you're booking your one road trip, you're like, hell yes, we're going to New Orleans. I yeah, mean, they're true. like, yes, the Saints are good and all that, but we want to go to New Orleans. And, and once you book the trip, if your team, even if they're mediocre or whatever, you're going.
0: That's a good point, though, that, um, you know, for Thanksgiving, like most people want to stay around family. So that's actually a big advantage to have a home game on Thanksgiving.
3: Oh,
1: totally. I think – um, I, I was a big fan of the Thanksgiving day, day game, but my family eats like one o'clock in the afternoon. So it doesn't like, it didn't like detonate any pans. Right. Um, but what about you guys? How, how was your, your family or different people's reaction to the Saints having the game on Thanksgiving?
3: I mean, I like it at, at night. It would, it would be an issue if it was one of the early games. Uh, but I don't think that's really ever in jeopardy. Um, because yeah. it's always at Detroit or uh, at Dallas so if they're playing during the day they're not going to be playing at home um, so uh, no I, I liked it because otherwise normally you're just hanging around and you know because we're like you we eat at noon or one o'clock or whatever and then we're just spending the rest of the day just hanging around and while I I have no problem spending time with my family you know at times you're just sitting there you're just not doing anything and just feeling lazy or whatever. So at least I kind of felt like we had something to do, uh, you know, after four o'clock or five o'clock or whatever. So yeah, I, I don't it. know how I yeah. feel about the. I, I didn't like the
1: double. I don't like the double Thursday games, you know, yeah. I just like the Thursday game is nice. Cause it's at night. And if you have young, like Andrew said before, if you have younger kids, you can put them to bed and it can be for a better watch. But I just, I like my football on Sunday, but uh, the game's, the Bears winning on Thursday didn't really help the Saints. Uh, I guess if you who, depending on who you, who you won in the playoffs. Uh, Andrew, Carolina lost today. I mean, I know they were six two. I this is one of the first times where I really watched them. Their secondary is bad. I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying that that Drew Brees could throw for 400 yards against them.
0: I'm just saying he might. (laughs) They did look bad today, real bad, especially with the game on the line. Um, So yeah, I I think the Saints match up very well. Seattle
1: threw a fourth down pass, like fourth and three, and Russell Wilson was throwing bombs into the end zone and and hitting them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, mean, we the Saints beat the Panthers three times last year, so I you know nothing's changed. I I think the Saints (laughs) still match up very well against them, and. They were never really a, a worry of mine, but uh, their their, coll- their recent collapse here is a little surprising. Uh, now, they, I mean- Carolina with Cam, though, like, they go on weird runs. Like, right when you think yeah, they're they do. kind of done, like, they'll they put together five, six wins in a row. So, uh, I mean, look, the magic number's two now. I, I was really happy to see that. So, as far as the division's concerned, um, all the Saints have to do is win two of their last five. Um, and if they win one against Carolina, then it's a done deal. So, and if they win,
3: if they win, if they win this week against Dallas, they probably have a playoff spot locked up. I would assume.
0: Yeah, who who does Carolina play this weekend? Do you know, Ralph?
1: Let's see. Let me look and see. I was
3: the the Saints can clinch the division this
0: weekend. They play. Oh, really? They can clinch the division. They can. They win and Carolina loses, then the Saints. Carolina's
3: at Tampa.
0: I don't yeah, know, they'll probably win that one. Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know. Yeah, ball, I mean, but e- either way, if the Saints get to wins, put up the Saints get to eleven secondary. wins, they're obviously at least a wild card. So they're obviously going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. If they win, regardless yeah. of what everybody else does. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is now. I mean, basically, if the Saints go three and two the rest of the way, they're getting a bye. You know, because I don't think I don't think that I don't think the Bears are getting to freaking thirteen and you know the Bears aren't running the table, uh, right. especially now that Chase. Did. I, I was I watched Thanksgiving. I must have been out of the loop. I didn't know Trubisky wasn't playing. I was like, what the fuck is Chase Daniel doing on my TV? <laughs> um, but the the NFC. I mean, is it the the maybe it's my arrogance. Dave, but the further along we get into the season, the less and less I respect the rest of the NFC, not the Rams.
3: Right. Yeah. That's valid.
1: Uh,
3: you could be watching so, Minnesota Green Bay right now. That might help.
1: Me, no, I am not. We, me and my, I'm, I told my wife I'm going to start. I'm gonna, my wife. Uh, my, uh, my wife. She watches Love Actually, once it starts playing in the holiday season, I'm going to track this year how many times we she watches it. The oh, over-under yeah. in Vegas oh, is 15 and a half. So that's hey, 15 times between now and January 1st. Hey, I'm going to take the over.
3: For, wait, what's the 15 and a half over-under
1: for? At, how many times she will watch the movie Love Actually?
3: Oh, God. Yeah, my wife do that so. Yeah, now thing I... is,
1: thing is though, she's got it on the DVR, so she can watch that or The Godfather. I'm thinking though, she's gonna watch like I the, she f-
0: watches The Godfather.
1: She watches The God whenever she can't find anything that she uh, finds suitable. How,
0: how many? How many, Ralph? Give me a number.
1: Of The Godfather? Yeah. Since I've known her. I would say I, we've been together 10 years, we've been married eight. I would say 500 times?
0: Okay. Sure. Okay, let's see here. 500. Okay, that's 500 more than Dave. Interesting. <laughs>
1: so that's I'd say like I would say like 50 times a year. That oh seems fair. God. Like oh maybe not God. from start to finish, but like at least like 20 minute chunks. You know?
3: Wow.
0: Wow, that's horrible. yeah. I, I watch a movie once, and I just have no interest in ever watching it again. Right, like <laughs> I, could reen-
1: I could I could, I could so reenact that shit as a one man show.
3: You probably could five hundred times, shit. Yeah.
1: So, um, you know, the sh- the Saints are on the short week. How did you think Bushrod held up, Andrew? I thought he, I thought I he got olayed one time, but overall, I thought he was okay.
0: He's playing well. He's playing well. You know, obviously that, that's one where I would say you don't want to get in playoff games where you don't have Armstead. And and again, that's not a dig at Bushrod. I I think that's more just, you you want your horses when a championship's on the line, but um, I mean, for right now, I mean, they, they can get through a few games with Bushrod and he's showing that he's still can do it and he's still healthy and capable and, is- um, man, given what he's gone through, especially man, that's just great to see.
1: Yeah. Dave, do you think it, do you think Bushrod could be a Tracy Porter 2009 situation where the Saints were – now, I know it's a, it's a different type of injury because Tracy Porter in 2009, at first they were like, he's out for the year. And then they're like, no, no, he's not. He'll be out four to six. And that they, they sort of stretch it and they thought like he – the plan was like he would play the last couple weeks. But because the Saints had clenched it, he didn't really play at all. Do you think it could be like that with Armstead where the Saints are like, hey – as long as we're the number one or number two seed, Armstead, don't worry about it. Just don't rush yourself. But he, so we might not see him at all until
3: the playoffs. I'd rather not see him. I mean, to be quite honest with you, but uh, yeah, I think I think he's fine, and and I
0: think I think the deeper we get oh, into you, the season, you'd rather not him not play before the playoffs.
3: I would rather. No, I would rather Armstead be the one playing in the playoffs. Oh, oh, oh gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but does he uh, need reps, though? That's
1: the question, I guess. Porter didn't, so
3: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think we get further into the season, we get closer to the playoffs, or even into the playoffs if necessary. And I mean, you yeah. know. He, I, I think Bushrod's at the point in his career where this is—he thinks this is going to be his last shot to go to a Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl or whatever. I, you know, I think sometimes players can find that that extra, extra gear or whatever. I mean, let's, when, let's be honest
0: about—let's be honest about Armstead. He's made a career out of playing a with, yeah, playing without practicing. <laughs> When you ask me if he needs reps, like he he hasn't had reps his whole career. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, even, even
1: this year for Armstead, he's been, you know, up until he got hurt, he hasn't had, he hasn't had the normal nicks and bumps and he's in and out of the lineup. Like he has been his most of his career. This whole year. He was ranked
0: number one on PFF every year and and he's playing on one leg half the time.
1: But no The Saints were giving him days The Saints give him Basically he got off He got off every Wednesday Right? Even when he was Completely
0: healthy this year
1: Yeah Um, Yeah So um, Before we get to uh, The Dallas game we need to remind you people uh, that the Hot Take of the Week is a sponsored by JLD Hot Sauces and Knives. Guys, they have the best hot sauce. They're award-winning hot sauce. Bucerlica comes in hot, extra hot. My personal favorite Thai flavor. And go to JLDSharpsauce.com and use the code SAINT and get 10% off your order today. You can get it in before Christmas. That's JLDSharpsauce.com. All right. My... Hot take of the week last week was Carolina's not going to make the playoffs. So that's still on track that's to looking
0: happen. Good. That is it's looking look- good.
1: <laughs> so my hot take of the week this week is that the Saints are going to get a coach, another coordinator or coach fired. I thought it was going to be Jason Garrett Andrew, but the Cowboys got winning again. so it won't be him. I don't think it'll be uh, Mike Tomlin. So it's either they're gonna get Dirk cutter fired or they're going to get
0: Riverboat um, Ron.
1: I think Riverboat Ron the Saints could if the Saints would torch their defense again, he would give the heave ho to the defensive coordinator. I think if the Saints could push it to five wins in a row.
0: Oh, that'd be sweet.
1: So that's my hot take of the week, I guess, is that the Saints are going to get whoever the defensive coordinator for the Panthers fired. Um, So, gentlemen, it's another of the uh, short weeks. And we have – I I fired out the questions late, so I don't have too many. But this is question of the year material from Blarn. Hmm. This is question of the year material. How many RPMs would it take for the Julio cop- Copter to actually fly away, and how many fumbles would happen as a result?
3: <laughs> well, that's a trick question because you can only fumble once. <laughs> I mean, the Julio Copter needs to be on GIF, um, sure and like the now. end of the GIF
1: needs to be Mario like eating the mushroom. Somebody with technical savvy needs to make that happen. Uh, Andrew, this is from Eric. How many years does Taysom Hill need to keep doing Taysom Hill things to surpass Morton Anderson as the greatest number seven in
3: Saints history?
0: Oh, come on, man. Get out of here with that. Uh,
3: Yeah, I know. Taysom should
0: already be in the ring of honor. Yeah, right. Uh, (laughs) uh, Seven more years. It's not happening. (laughs)
1: <laughs> this is an interesting question from Torrance. dennis allen has done a great job especially consider ryan spags and others try to no avail oakland is a dumpster fire and, and experiences there can be forgiven is he uh coaching his way to another uh chance at a head gig
3: mm. yeah i mean i've thought about that um i, I think it just depends on him personally um You know, there are some guys like I think Greg Williams, I don't think he ever really had any aspirations of being a head coach after he was head coach in Buffalo. Um, I don't think Pete Carmichael, you know, Pete Carmichael, I think, would. Well, you know, you know, Greg Williams is a head coach right now, right? Now he is. Not because he was chosen. He wants to be a head coach again, man. No, I I don't don't know about that. He said he had seven offers. And what? He didn't take any of them? Yes, apparently not. So he doesn't want to be a head coach. Jesus Christ! <laughs> thank you for making my fucking point. Okay. Um, Touche. Pete, Car- Pete Carmichael. I mean, Pete Carmichael could probably go coach any any team in the league uh, that was looking for uh, you know help on offense, and he's got no desire to to be a head coach. So I mean, oh, I, just I think, think it depends-
0: I, no, I, did, I No, Pete Michael Carmichael wants to really bad. I, I think it's different with I him. I, I don't think he, I don't think anyone wants him. I, don't I think that. he's that, he, that, that, he's got that, that Tony
1: to Dungy problem where Tony Dungy for the longest time didn't get a head coaching job and, and, and people said, well, it's because he's he's black, whatever. But Tony Dungy was like, you know, I think it was just because I was I, – I don't yell. I don't scream. I'm really soft-spoken. I think that's what – Pete Carmichael, like yeah. if you've ever seen him or whatever, and he's kind of in the sec in the background. But
0: back to Dennis <laughs> no, Allen. I, I've, Dave. I've heard Carmichael really wants to get a head coaching job. Oh, no, yeah. I've, I've I've never heard that. Um, uh, and, I actually uh, think so. Dennis
3: Allen, yeah, he, he probably he, he, as far as he's, I, I could see him wanting to be. You know, I could head see coach. him
1: wanting it, but I think Pete Carmichael has a better chance, and here's why. I think the way the NFL is going with the rules and how it so much favors offense, I think every fucking NFL team, because it's a copycat league and whatnot, they're going to look at the Rams, Kansas City, and the Saints, and they're going to say, I want that. Yeah. And they ain't going to be talking about the Saints defense, man. Like I think teams are just going to be looking to hire the next Sean McBay or whatever. And I think defensive coordinators, even if you do a really good job like Dennis Allen, even if they do a great job, like teams are just gonna be like, you can't win with great defense. It's offense, offense, offense. They're gonna want position coaches and off coordinators of teams. So I think if I rated the people, Saints people most likely to get a head coaching up, I'd rate Carmichael ahead of Allen, but I don't think either one is likely.
0: Yeah, everyone uh, the stock for guys like you mentioned McVeigh and um, Shanahan, you know, I, I think those are the guys. So like you know, Sarkeesian you know he, he he's kind of an older guy and he's not doing great for Atlanta, but I, like I would almost say he has a better shot than Dennis Allen right now.
1: Yeah, and I mean the thing is like Joe Lombardi, he got a chance to call plays in Detroit, he got fired, he's back. You know. Yeah. Um. All right, so um, this week's Saints game we got to predict the line. As always, we are sponsored also by MyBookie.com guys. They're great. You bet. You win. They pay. MyBookie.com. You can use the code uh, SAINTS25 and get an extra $25 on your deposit. Uh, They're awesome. Go to MyBookie.com. Terms and conditions apply for bonuses and all that stuff. So, uh, Dave and Andrew, Vegas... They just these lines. They I think they can't get more ridiculous. And then the Saints open a thirteen and a half point favorite against Atlanta. The Saints are a fucking seven point favorite in Dallas when wow. the Cowboys have a winning record. That is insane, considering how public a team Dallas is. Dave, your prediction 1st It's I'm I'm blown away by this line.
3: I mean, I'm, you know you may be blown away by it just because of how regularly you follow Vegas. But, I mean, as far as this season is concerned, uh, I-, I honestly would take the Saints and the points. Uh, I don't think it's even going to be that close. Uh, you know, I know Dallas is on a three-game winning streak now. I know they're atop the NFC East. Um, you know, I know they're playing pretty well. Um, but they just... You know, like, like we, like I said last week and, and in weeks past, I mean, you have to be a really good team to beat the saints right now. I mean, the saints are the best team in the league bar none, no question about it. And I mean, you have to be a very good team and you have to play your best game, uh, that day against the Saints if you're going to beat them. And uh, and I just don't think that the that the Cowboys uh, have what it takes. And I don't think they match up well. I, I mean, obviously they have Ezekiel Elliott, but we just finished talking about how we just shut down Atlanta. I mean, the Saints have the number one rushing defense in the league. Um, it's been 11 games now, so this is an, it's not an anomaly. This is who they are. They are a great, great run defense team uh, that doesn't bode well for Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I, I see this going down the same road as as all the other uh, top running backs the Saints have faced, um, and I'm, I'm not really impressed with Dak, Dak Prescott. Um, I, I, I just. better since they got Amari. He's, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, he, he definitely started the season. You know, he was my fantasy quarterback for earlier yeah. in the season, and I dropped him because he was doing so terrible. And he's definitely gotten a lot better. And Amari Cooper is definitely helping them. But you know. It, it, we just finished talking earlier this podcast about how this defense you know we, we make teams one-dimensional and and if you're playing an offense if your defense is playing an offense that's one-dimensional uh they're not going to bode. it's not going to bode well for your for your offense so this game just doesn't frighten me at all even even being in dallas it doesn't frighten me at all dallas um, this
1: game it it th- i wouldn't say it scares me but dave give, give me your score prediction and your mvp
3: you know, I mean, the only thing is, like, Dallas really needs to win this game. This is—I just read an article earlier today before we got on, on here. I think Jerry Jones called this. Uh, you know, this is their Super Bowl uh, this season. So, I mean, you know, this is the game that they've got circled on their calendar. They're going to get up for this game, but I, you know, I just—I—I I, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm—I'm going to say Saints, uh, Saints 35, Cowboys uh, 17, and it's uh, kind of an ass kicking. Yep, it's going to be. It's going to be. Um, you know, I think the Saints took a, took a week off this past Thanksgiving for the Falcons, and it's time to get back on the ass-kicking uh, track. Who wants up? Um, so uh, I'm going to say 35-17, and I think uh, your player of the game is going to be uh... – I'm going to give it to uh... – well, shit, I'm going to give it to uh, Taysom Hill. He's going to come out. He's going to have some big, Ooh, like big that, play we'll uh, be Thursday talking night. About.
1: He'll have an awesome game and then not be interviewed on the NFL Network after the game because the Saints <laughs> just give the finger repeatedly to the NFL Network. There's, just, it's just the best thing ever. Uh, Andrew, the one thing I will say about Dallas, they are f- they are fourth in points on defense and eighth in yards. So the Saints they played Baltimore they beat them they played Washington and destroyed them who is set Baltimore still first and Washington is seventh in points so just to keep in mind that that's what interests me about this game like Dallas's defense is really good uh, but your thoughts
3: and prediction for Thursday
0: yeah I don't, I don't think they have like superstars necessarily they're just and balanced. Got they're demarcus just,
3: lawrence or whatever yeah, DeMarcus, playing out of his
0: is good and you know and the, Davis, yeah jalen smith Um, He's finally recovered, I think, from his injuries and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, no one to me is terrifying on this defense. I I just – this defense isn't stopping the Saints. I mean, I agreed with everything Dave said. I think it's going to be 38-21 Saints. They're going to come into Dallas. I mean, the only – I know that referees in the state of Texas can be bought. (laughs) we know that referees in texas have a funny way of deciding the outcome of games clearly. I'm
3: gonna barbecue your molasses.
0: so based on that i mean that's the only way the cowboys win is if the same officiating crew is bought again and fixes the game uh even then they might still not be able to win so um Listen, unless there's funny business, something crazy. I mean, it's it's like they, Dave said. Like teams have to play perfect to beat the Saints. The Saints don't have to play perfect to beat these other teams. Um, and Alvin Kamara said it. Best. He said it's it's all about us. It's all about how we're playing. We control everything. It's up to us. So I, I just don't really see the Saints um, falling short in this. I'm not going to pick them to lose again this year. Thirty to twenty-one.
1: I the thing is, what the Saints haven't had this year yet is like they haven't fallen behind. They fell behind against Tampa, and but they they couldn't make the comeback. But they haven't had the great comeback where like they're down, and you're kind of like, ah, maybe it's just not their day. They're they had a couple of turnovers. Eh, they're down. They're down ten, thirteen points. It's the middle of the third. This isn't going well. That's it. I know they were down 10 at Baltimore, but they were down 10 at Baltimore. They scored at right after Baltimore scored, so they weren't down 10 long. I think Dallas is going to be super fired up. I think Dallas is going to jump on them. And I think Dallas is going to get up like 27-13, to 13, and it's going to feel like Dallas is going to win, and ooh, the Cowboys are back and all this bullshit, and the Saints are going to roar fucking back and win 30 to 27 in overtime on a on a Will Lutz field goal, and it's gonna just
0: that would be fun.
1: It's gonna it's gonna lock down Drew Brees. This Thursday, Drew Brees is gonna lock that fucking MVP down, and he's gonna lock it down. Not with like a super great statistical night, but he's gonna do something fucking ridiculous in the last like seven eight minutes of that game to pull it out of his ass and just. Be like the MVP trophy is mine. Get out the fucking way. And that, so Saints win 37, 30 to twenty-seven. Drew Brees is the MVP of the week and the MVP of the fucking league because of Thursday night's game. That's oh, my
0: I'm gonna my, my MVP is gonna be playoff Josh Hill two touchdowns.
1: <laughs> Maybe one of them comes from Taysom Hill. That would be fun. Yes. Uh, he had like so a sick this block. Thursday – you know, this exactly Thursday night game. What's what, yeah. What's the score of this this Sunday night game? We're watching. Uh, uh the Vikings.
0: Vikings were up 10 and last time I checked. Yeah, 24-14. Yeah, the Mike McCarthy, thought, he yeah.
1: is going to get fired into the sun. Um <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so so that will wrap set it up,
0: a Bob up a long ass time, man. Maybe Pete, maybe Pete Carmichael. Or, I just can't baseball. believe the the career of Mike McCarthy since leaving the Saints. It's just yeah. shocking. They
1: yeah. <laughs> chose Mike Mc- Green Bay chose Mike McCarthy over Sean Payton.
0: And Not it kind of worked out.
1: It kind of did. I mean, the thing is though, I feel like Green Bay they they they've won sort of more than the Saints, but they haven't maximized Aaron Aaron Rodgers' fun offensive potential. I feel like yeah. Sean Payton would have got much more out of Aaron you think, Rodgers. You, you think Michael Sean McCarthy. Payton
0: would have won more Super Bowls if he had Aaron Rodgers than he did with Breeze though? I mean, he had Breeze in a Superdome. He, you know, he had, he would have had Rodgers in the cold. I think
1: I think so because I don't think uh, I don't at th- that that playoff game where they played Seattle, Mike McCarthy had no fucking balls in that game and kicked a bunch of field goals early. There's no way Sean Payton does that. No way. True. So, so all right, we got to remind people. Thanks to the patrons. Uh, thanks to everybody for donating. We're up to 240 patrons that are donating. You get extra podcasts every week. Uh, we're back on schedule, but you got two drunk histories last week. You got message board Wednesday, but we'll be back on schedule. You'll get tonight's show, of course, is free, but you'll have patron stuff all week. You have message board Wednesday. You have me and Andrew doing a preview. We'll have a special game day Thursday morning show for you to get you pumped up for the Cowboys. But uh, you should donate. It starts at a dollar. If you donate three dollars and twenty eight cents, you get a magnet. You can get a T-shirt, uh, all kinds of fun stuff. So uh, do that. Um, Dave. Uh tell them the t-shirt's great. It's awesome.
3: It's a good shirt. It's a, it's a good real shirt. good shirt. Keep you nice and warm. <laughs> It'll keep you from looking naked. <laughs>
1: so, for Dave, for Andrew, uh until next week the bar is closed.
2: Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. Like that car riding right your tail.